NFL Week 5 is almost in the books. We're going to take a look at the Monday night game between the Raiders and Chiefs, and we're going to get an early start on Week 6. Lines are posted, and I'm going to be giving you my opinion on where these lines are heading. Monday night football kicks off tonight. Monday night. NFL Week 5 is finishing up on Monday Night Football with the Raiders taking on the Chiefs. The Raiders are coming off their first win of the season over the Denver Broncos. The Chiefs are coming off that dominating Sunday night victory against the Buccaneers. This line opened at 7. It's been stuck at 7 all week. I am starting to see some late action that is taking this line to 7.5. May even get up to 8 at the close. If you're uncomfortable laying such a large number in a division game, I do have an alternative for you. Since Mahomes has become the starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, they have scored 35, 40, 32, and 48 in their four home games versus the Raiders, going 3-1 and one straight up ATS. I am seeing the Chiefs team total at 30 minus 115 at bet online. Your line may vary. As always, shop around and see where you can get the very best number for your money. Heading over to Thursday night, the Washington Commanders are taking on the Chicago Bears. I saw this line creep up to Bears minus two at Traff Kings before Circuit came in and posted the Commanders minus one. Now I'm seeing Pick'em at the few shops that do have the lineup. Total is sitting at 39 and a half. This line is going to continue to move in favor of the Chicago Bears. If you're looking at their side, I would try to get on them as soon as possible. If you're looking towards the Washington Commanders, I would say patience is a virtue. You're going to be best suited waiting this one out as you're going to get a much better line here. Looking at this matchup, it's two terrible teams offensively, although the Bears, namely Justin Fields, did have a sign of life this week as Justin Fields had his best game of the season in a losing effort, going 15 for 21 for 208 yards through the air, one passing touchdown, as well as leading the team in rushing with 47 yards on eight carries. On the other side of the field, Carson Wentz shows once again why you cannot trust him in close games, throwing another game-sealing interception in the end zone which caused the Tennessee Titans to cover the closing line of Pickham. If I had a feeling about this game, I would take the Chicago Bears. They've proven to be a better team at home than on the road, winning in week one at home against the Niners in that pouring monsoon, and week three versus the Texans at home, putting their home record at 2-0 straight up and ATS. On the other side, the Commanders have shown to be a terrible road team, losing 36-27 to to the Lions and 25-10 to to the Cowboys. I will lay the pick now with the Bears and keep an eye out on Carson Wentz over interception props. Now that we have the two primetime games out of the way, I'm going to go ahead and turn my attention towards a couple of games that have caught my interest early going on here. First one, namely, I'm looking at the San Francisco 49ers at the Atlanta Falcons. The 49ers are laying five, five and a half, six, depending on which book you're looking at here. I'm going to go ahead and take the San Francisco 49ers. You may be thinking, whoa, 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 the Atlanta Falcons, they're 5-0 ATS. How could you be going against them? It's simple. San Francisco 49ers laid the woodshed against the Carolina Panthers this week, covering the game wasn't even close. And now San Francisco 49ers are going to be staying on the East Coast to take on the Atlanta Falcons. I did some research on this. 
since Kyle Shanahan has become the head coach in 2017, he has done this four times now. In 2019, in 2020, and 2021. In those six games where he's played back to back on the East Coast, he's five, he's six and zero straight up, five and one ATS, three and zero in that second leg of those back to back East Coast games. He has staying on the East Coast down to a formula. I think eventually this Atlanta Falcons ATS record has got to break, and I think this is the spot that we're looking for it to happen in. The next game we're going to be taking a look at is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Indianapolis Colts. This line, Oakland Colts minus one, over-under posted 41 and a half. It is already moving up to one and a half, and the over-under is coming down to 41 already. I've laid the minus one with the Colts, and I've taken the under 41 and a half. I mentioned this trend last week, and I'm going to keep playing it until it burns me. The Colts have hit the under 10 straight times dating back to last year, adding on top of that six out of the last eight games in the series played in New Indianapolis have hit the under as well. Trevor Lawrence has caught a case of the turnovers. He finished that game against the Eagles two weeks ago, four lost fumbles and one interception, and added to the tally today with another two-interception game in a losing effort to the Houston Texans. At post, the Jaguars closed as a seven-point favorite. Them covering was never a reality as their offense could not get it going despite gaining 422 yards to the Texans, 248. The Texans sealed the game, scoring the game-winning touchdown with 311 left on the clock. The Indianapolis Colts are coming off what some people call the worst game in NFL history in a win versus the Broncos on Thursday night, 12-9, in which Russell Wilson completely forgot about the right side of the field and instead threw into double coverage, ending the game in overtime as the Colts stole a win. As mentioned, I have already taken the Colts minus one and have laid the under 41 and a half. I will mention that these are two turnover-prone teams. I will recommend that we continue to look to lay Matt Ryan over on the interceptions, and it's time to start taking Trevor Lawrence over on the interceptions as well. Heading over to Kansas City, we're going to be looking at what is most likely your AFC championship game. This regular season game could very well decide who is going to be hosting that game in January. The Buffalo Bills here opened as a one-point favorite. Total was posted at 53.5. The line has already moved up to Buffalo minus two. No movement on the over-under. I'm seeing early money coming in on Buffalo here, taking 60% of the wagers. This game, as you very well should remember, is a big-time revenge game for Buffalo going back to the AFC Divisional game where the Chiefs scored the touchdown in overtime and Josh Allen never saw the field. In my opinion, this game is going to play out entirely differently. This Bills team is focused on righting the wrongs of their past, and they're going to continue to do that here against the Kansas City Chiefs as they continue on with their march towards the Super Bowl. I have laid the Bills minus one and a half. I will also recommend we take a look at Josh Allen over on his passing touchdowns this week. Heading over to Seattle, we have the Arizona Cardinals taking on the Seattle Seahawks. The Arizona Cardinals here opened as a two-point favorite. Total was posted at 51.5. Taking a look at the series history here, the Cardinals are 6-4 and four straight up, 7-3 and three ATS in their last 10 at the Seahawks. This Seahawks team lost a big piece of their offense for this foreseeable future with Rashad Penny leaving the game with a fractured tibia. The next man up is Kenneth Walker III, the rookie running back from Michigan State. I've laid the 2.5 here with the Arizona Cardinals. Each week, the Cardinals look like they're continuing to improve to me, and I think this is a spot where they can take their next big step on the season. On the other side of the field, the Seahawks continue to rely on big plays, scoring touchdowns on plays of 50 yards, 35 yards, 40 yards, and 69 yards today against the New Orleans Saints in a losing effort. This Cardinals defense has continued to improve, and I believe the key to covering this line will be limiting those big plays Seattle relies so heavily on. 
last but not least, I'm taking a look at the Monday night football game. The Denver Broncos visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers opened as a six-point favorite. That line has already moved to six and a half. The total is sitting at 46. I've taken the Chargers minus six this week, and this play is simple. Russell Wilson is a fraud. You can blame his poor performance on his partially torn lap, but the fact of the matter remains he cannot push the ball down the field. Even if they can't get the ball down the field, their offense stalls in the red zone. Nathaniel Hackett is just that, a hack. He's the worst coach in the NFL, and I believe he couldn't coach his way out of a paper bag. Remember, this man was the offensive coordinator for the Jaguars from 2016 to 2018, and then the offensive coordinator for the Packers from 2019 to 2021. But the reports are to be believed he hasn't called plays since his time in Jacksonville. I will continue to fade the lowly Broncos. The Raiders can hang 32 on them. Just imagine what Justin Herbert can do. Now that I've given you some insights on some games, we're going to go ahead and take a look at the rest of the board and where I think these lines are going to be moving. Starting off first, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Tampa here opened up as an eight-point road favorite with the total posted at 42.5. I see this line down to 7.5 at most places. The over has slightly ticked up to 43. I am seeing some high juice on the under at BetOnline, 43 under minus 120. I'm going to be, I think this line continues to tick down lower to seven. Pittsburgh just didn't look the part this week against Buffalo. Now you can blame that on Kenny Pickett making his first start. You can blame that on Pittsburgh just being an inept team. However, I do believe that they're going to play a bit better at home. On the other side, Tampa Bay survive a game against Atlanta where they get an absolutely atrocious roughing the passer call from Jerome Booger to ice that game away. Tampa Bay Buccaneers continue to fail to cover the spread. Next, we have the Cincinnati Bengals playing at the New Orleans Saints. I'm not seeing a line on this game as of yet, as Cincinnati just finished their Sunday night game against the Baltimore Ravens, where they lost, but they did cover the line, which is what we care about most here. If I had to predict, I'd say this line probably opens Bengals by two, maybe one, maybe possibly a pick them here. New Orleans Heavily dependent on Taysom Hill this week against the Seattle Seahawks. He accounted for three of their touchdowns. Anybody who had Taysom Hill in fantasy, quite happy this week. New Orleans, Andy Dalton, I can't trust him. Jameis Winston, I can't trust him. Cincinnati is looking a bit better week by week. It looked like at the very beginning of that game they were getting blown away, but that interception by Lamar Jackson in the red zone in the second quarter helped turn the tide of that one, giving us a tie game at halftime, eventually with the Ravens winning 19-17, not covering the spread. If I had to guess, we're probably going to see some action here on the Cincinnati Bengals. So if you want to get in on the Bengals, I'd take the line as soon as it's posted. Otherwise, you might run the risk of it going above the three. Heading over to Cleveland, we have the New England Patriots taking on the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland here opened as a three-point favorite. The line here is 42.5. I am seeing some early money here on the Patriots. That's taking the line down to 2.5. Some books reluctant to move off of that three, seeing three with reduced juice on there. Patriots were pretty reliant on the running game here with Ramondre Stevens carrying the ball 25 times for 161 yards in a shutout victory over the Lions, 29-0. Bailey Zappi didn't have that bad of a game himself, going 17 for 21, 188 yards, one touchdown, one interception. On the other side, the Cleveland Browns played the San Diego Chargers, losing 30-28, to covering the line. But it was close all the way down to the end. They had a chance to win the game. 
but they missed the field goal that would have given them the victory. This line here, I think you continue to see it move down. I think you may get it down to two, maybe one and a half. I do think you're going to see some books reluctant to move this line down to two and a half for teaser exposure on the Patriots. However, I will say that if you were on the Patriots, I'd take it now. If you're on the Browns, I'd be patient. You may be able to get a two and a half. Next up, we have the New York Jets taking on the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay is going to be coming off that money line loss against the Giants in London. Line here I'm seeing is Packers 8. Overrunner posted at 44 and a half. Has already ticked up to 45 and a half at the Circa. Still seeing 44 and a half at some places. I think this line will continue to move up. Just public money will come in on the Packers. Of course, public perception is the Jets aren't that good. But in reality, the Jets quite possibly are a surprise team, in my opinion. Zach Wilson, since returning 2-0 straight up, and ATS winning both those games as a money line dog. This team is young. This team is hungry. They're continuing to improve. And the Green Bay Packers, honestly, watching their games the last couple of weeks, I don't know where the offense is coming from. You can tell Aaron Rodgers does not trust these receivers. The running game should have been there today against the Giants, but barely even getting 100 yards on the ground. This offense is out of sync. Aaron Rodgers looks like a shell of himself. I don't know how much longer the public is going to keep backing the Packers here, but it does look like we are getting some heavy money on the Packers, 64%, but the line is being pushed down, which to me signifies the smart money is on the Jets here. And if I was taking the Jets, I'd be jumping on the 7.5 because I think by the time this game posts, could be looking at Packers 6.5 or 6 to draw in some of that public money. Heading over to the other team that played in London this week, the Baltimore Ravens are taking on the New York Giants. I am not seeing a line on this game as of yet, as the Sunday night game just finished. However, I am seeing DraftKings with a posted 5.5 with a over-under of 43.5. Baltimore here, the defense just continues to look porous. The offense, outside of Lamar Jackson, isn't really doing much. You can tell that Lamar Jackson is the lifeblood of this team right now. This defense continues to give up big, long plays, long drives. But good for them. The New York Giants aren't exactly built to take advantage of the Ravens' terrible offense with those big plays down the field. Baltimore, I can't trust them right now as they can't exactly hold a lead. They either lose these games or they win them very close. And laying any points with them right now is not exactly in my best interest. If I would imagine, I'd say this line probably opens up around what DraftKings has it at, 5.5. You may get a 5, maybe a 4.5. New York Giants are a pleasant surprise starting the season 4-1. and one. However, this team has got to be one of the most fraudulent 4-1 teams I've seen, and I don't know how much longer this smoke show is going to continue. Heading on down to South Beach, we have the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Miami Dolphins. I am seeing Minnesota here as a three-point road favorite. This total is 45.5. I am seeing some early money here on the Dolphins taking 80% of the wagers. In this game, in their last game, the Dolphins lost Jacoby Brissett to the concussion protocol. The new protocol states that because he was uncertain on his feet he could not re-enter the game even though he passed the concussion evaluation 
I can understand Miami being hesitant here after losing two out of those in concussions. Now having Jacoby Brissett in the concussion protocol is not exactly a good look for them. Now Miami Dolphins are going to be turning towards a rookie quarterback, Skylar Thompson, who played quarterback at Kansas State. Minnesota's coming off the victory this week, 29-22 to against Chicago Bears, where they either pushed the line or lost the line, depending on what you took, 7 or the 7.5. I can see this line continue to move in favor of Miami. This Vikings team just doesn't look like they're built to cover spreads right now. I think that week one game against Green Bay was fraudulent, and I think we'll continue to fade the Vikings here when we get good opportunities to. Next up, we have the Carolina Panthers taking on the Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams opened as a 10-point home favorite with the total posted at 41.5. Now, I will say I am looking towards the over in this situation. I have a trend here. The Carolina Panthers in road games against the NFC West are 24-6 and all-time on the over here. This total is a bit low, and I think that's because the Carolina Panthers' just inability to produce any offense this team it looks like it's already done and it's only week six matt rule is a dead coach christian mccaffrey is most likely going to be traded away baker mayfield just is not the quarterback the carolina panthers were hoping for on the other side of the ball matthew stafford's elbow injury looks like it's only getting worse as the season is progressing throwing yet another interception this week against the dallas cowboys which iced the game away Now, if I was to take something on this side, I don't think I'd be looking towards either of these teams on the spread. I would be looking strictly at the over on this game, as I do believe that the Los Angeles Rams may be able to cover this spread by themselves. Last but certainly not least, we have the Sunday night football game. The Dallas Cowboys are taking on the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. I am seeing the Eagles here posted as a five-point favorite with the over-under being 43.5. Now for Dallas, this may be the game where Dak Prescott comes back, and in my opinion, that's not a good thing. Cooper Rush has been carrying this team 4-0 straight up and ATS this season, and in my opinion, I think you've got to continue to ride the hot hand. Yeah, Dak Prescott may be the better quarterback, but I think Cooper Rush is just better in this situation for them. Now, the Eagles have been flirting with losing the last couple of weeks, once again, coming down to the wire with the Cardinals. Cardinals just can't tie that game up with their kicker being injured and their replacement kicker, Matt Amendola, just unable to hit a field goal, really. He failed from that spot three times in the warmups, and wouldn't you know it, game-tying field goal. He couldn't hit it here either. Now, I will say, I think this line may continue to creep up to five and a half, six. I think anything above six and a half, we may be taking a look here at the Dallas Cowboys. I think if we do get the news that Dak is going to start, I may want to look towards the Eagles because, like I said, I think we got to keep the motion going with Cowboys. They have all the momentum with Cooper Rush, and I think putting Dak in here just ruins all of that. Hey guys, thank you for checking out this episode of the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to tell me how much I suck, if you want to tell me how much money you're making, if you want to tell me how much better you are than me, you can find me at Shut the Back Door on Twitter.